You, baby, you. Hello and welcome. Coming to you pre-recorded from my office or my bedroom, whichever I feel like. And I'm here to talk to you about self-sabotage in business. My name is Hannah. I'm here to share my stories and connect with other people's stories and talk about things like hyper-rational thinking, overthinking, also hyper-vigilance. And I believe a lot of people are in that boat where at work you feel like you have to go above and beyond past your boundaries or your personal limits in order to be a valuable member of your team. And that is something that I would like to change. I don't think that that is right. And I think that we can achieve a professional standard that is inclusive for everybody. I believe that we are in an era of inclusivity and transition towards inclusivity and it's an amazing thing to watch however it has not been that way for all of us so we do still struggle with some tendencies and biases and it's something that i believe that we can change especially when one entrepreneur looks inwards towards themselves and perpetuates those same values towards their community and any employees or anybody they pay forward to in the future. I believe that impact is made when we start with ourselves. So this is why I'm here to share some of my story with you. If you have something that you would like to share, I would love to include it in one of my episodes. Anchor allows you to share a voice note with me and I can upload that to my next episode. Please keep listening for a short pitch at the end where I will tell you about my business on Instagram, Cofellow. I really hope you enjoy today's topic. Hi there! Today's topic that we're going to be talking about is perfectionism and pressure. I have broken this huge topic into several different categories. So the first one we're going to talk about is what type of standard that sets for your business, for your life, for your future. And we're also going to talk about fear and why we fall into perfectionism mindsets. And we're also going to talk about what good and bad is. How can we define that and redefine that? I personally think that there's no such thing as good or bad. And I would love to sort of dive into that with you and explain that a little bit because it's something that seriously changed my perspective around the way that I look at my life, the way that I look at what I've done and the way that I give myself credit for things. So, please keep listening, and we'll dive into today's topic. So, the first thing that we're going to talk about is standards. And first of all, what type of standard that sets for yourself, and also what type of standard that sets for others. So, when you're a perfectionist, if you're unclear on what that means, typically a perfectionist needs things to be done a certain way. They... I'm a perfectionist. I definitely have a certain standard in my mind where I want things to look a certain way or otherwise I just can't rest. And that goes a lot deeper than just taking a look at my bedroom and how tidy I keep it. It also comes into play with my work. It also sets a standard for impossible competition with myself. The way that we look at perfectionism sometimes people can look at that as if it's a good thing as if everything that somebody is doing is perfect quote unquote however perfectionism is a standard that's defined differently by each beholder there's no one way to define perfect so 
Maybe you're a minimalist and you love when your apartment is spotless clean and there's not a single thing on the counter and that's what perfect looks like to you. But maybe your friend is a maximalist and maybe they love the look of different pieces of art and different totems of meaning where it makes a house look more lived in or more homey. And that's two very differently defined standards of perfect. And when we attach the standard of perfect to those two very different mindsets, it becomes very competitive on which is better. Perfectionism is perpetuated by a pressure to produce. And it's unsustainable to have any expectation for yourself beyond repeatable action. What am I doing today versus what can I actually achieve tomorrow or the next day? When it comes to my business and my business practices, one of my major goals is to leverage my business and to scale it to a point where I have more freedom of time and freedom of finances. And what that means to me is consistently taking a look at my schedule and the expectation that I have of myself and finding different ways that I can change that and leverage it so that it actually works for me and so that it becomes easier to do the exact same thing in the future. What perfectionism does is it, yes, it creates this pressure to produce, but it also creates a pressure on partners to keep up. It creates a pressure that if, for example, let's say what's perfect to me is four days a week working 10 hours a day so that I can accomplish three days off for my weekend and experience that little, that little glimpse of freedom of time now. But doing that amount of work and putting that amount of energy into my work, it creates that standard for myself but I would also like to say that even when you are unaware even when you don't see it people are always watching you and they're always especially if they look up to you they're looking to you for answers and examples of what it might mean to be successful to you or what it might mean to be perfect and it creates a really really huge discrepancy between the expectation of what a productive day looks like and what others might be able to accomplish. So having this standard of perfectionism can really, really be detrimental to not only your well-being, your schedule, it can also be detrimental to your relationships because nobody is perfect. And if you're expecting perfect, your imperfect friends might fear coming to you with their problems or anything that they think you might see as anything less than a perfect being. And nobody is a perfect being. It's not realistic. Helping others and being there for others and seeking support when you need it is the way that the world goes round. It's the way that we do business and, and a business owner, they will have a solution to a problem that you really need. However, their expectation needs to be that you are going to doctor it and implement it in your own perfect way that might look completely different than they're originally intending. Like, let's say, for example, I'm working with a fitness coach. I absolutely cannot commit myself to a high-intensity workout. 
I do stretches and yoga and things that help me wind down and also help me loosen up my joints and my muscles and I will do some strength training as well. However, I am not committing myself to high intensity workouts. So if I'm working with a coach who has a program with high intensity workouts as their main point of exercise, then the way that I'm practicing what they're preaching might look completely different from what they're practicing. And they need to be ready for that. They need to be ready to accommodate that and also offer me solutions that suit my personal needs because it's never going to look exactly how they practice. If they're the expert, they're setting the expert example. However, it should not be met with a standard to produce and reproduce. I just believe sustainable, repeatable action is the best way to combat perfectionism. That moves me on to my next point about fear. I don't know if you find yourself in this position, but I find myself in this position sometimes, especially in those seasons of life where I'm kicking the sand and it's harder for me to get motivated or get things going. And, you know, there's sort of like two energies where I'm either overproductive and doing way too much or I'm underproductive and I could definitely be doing a lot more to make my life easier for tomorrow. And sometimes I'll actually sit there and I'm stuck in task paralysis, I call it. And it's not that I'm being lazy. It's not that I don't see all of the things that I have to do. But sometimes your task list can just become so overwhelming that you sit on the couch, you flip through your phone, and the only thing that is running through your head is all of the million bajillion things that you remember you need to be doing. And then tomorrow, that list is still there and you still have to do all of those things, but you also have a new list for your new day that you have to complete as well. So sitting there and flipping through your phone in task paralysis just adds to the overwhelm and it makes things pile up. And the best way that I have found to combat this is to step into messy action and decisive action. What is my top priority at the moment? And maybe I have too high of an expectation or a standard for myself for that day. And maybe I need to reevaluate that. And let's just say, for example, I have a huge pile of dishes in the sink and it would be beneficial for me to complete those dishes. However, if I'm in a position where I'm feeling task paralysis and that molehill of dishes looks like a mountain of dishes, I can then set myself up for success for tomorrow. So something that I do is I will organize my dishes before I even do them. Like this isn't what I do all the time, but when I am in a position of task paralysis, I'll just start and see how far I can go. And maybe I can only commit five minutes today so I'll just make sure that things are in tidy piles and that all of the dishes from around the house, if any, are in the sink or close to the sink so that they're there for me when I do have the motivation to do it. And who knows how far you'll actually get with this. Maybe somewhere along the way you'll find the motivation to actually complete all of the dishes and then you have a reason to be so, so proud of yourself. Motivate yourself from a place of love. Don't motivate yourself from a place of fear because 
when you're motivated from a place of fear, you will continuously seek out scenarios that make you feel that fear so that you can get motivated. For example, maybe the fear is around competition and maybe the fear is around what other people might think of you if you're anything less than perfect. And it creates a very, very toxic narrative in your head around a standard that is completely unattainable. You cannot be perfect. No one person on this planet is perfect. And if they try and convince you, they're lying. And truly, it comes from a fear of other people's opinion. However, every single person who shares their opinion with you, whether it is solicited or not, they're giving you that opinion without seeing your full picture. Opinions can be very, very helpful in regards to helping you find your perspective and helping you discern what you might want. However, you have to always consider the source where it's coming from. You can't take somebody's advice if they would never ever do what you're doing. Maybe you could. Maybe if it's sound advice and you can listen to it. But something that my dad has always said is... When somebody shares an opinion with you and you don't want to agree with it, let it roll off your back like water off of a duck's back. Just don't buy into it. And let it go. Don't sit in it. Don't hold that as your own. A perfectionist spots problems that others wouldn't be able to see. And this comes from that standard that is defined differently by everybody. And focusing on these problems can really, really disrupt you and become detrimental to you, where you don't focus on the positives or what you might be actually achieving. You're more focused on the negatives, on what you can't achieve or won't achieve. This is something that Tony Robbins has actually said on his platforms before. People overestimate what they can accomplish in one year and they underestimate what they can accomplish in 10 years. You are not behind. Even if you feel like your situation is different than others, if you haven't met certain benchmarks in society, everybody has this secret narrative of what they want to accomplish with their life. However, you have to fall in love with the process. You cannot fall in love with the result of a standard that is not necessarily realistic anymore. The standard that you should be chasing is your standard for happiness and building a life that you can be proud of and that you love with your entire heart and not focusing on the negative so that you can make that perfect because you never ever will. There's no such thing. When it comes to perfectionism and spotting problems that others don't see, this can also be helpful. It can be very useful on any type of team or partnership if you can spot the meticulous details that others can't necessarily see. It's okay to have an eye for perfection. However, you have to manage your standards and your expectations of yourself and what others are able to produce. And this moves us to our final category within this topic around what good and bad actually means. Because I'm not sure about you, but I've experienced some bad things in my life, and nine times out of ten, those bad things have also led me towards something incredible. 
that I couldn't have necessarily imagined on my own and that without it, I wouldn't have necessarily found the motivation. And that's something that I can work on within my own perfectionism is to not feel motivated in fear and to feel motivated from a place of love where I know what I deserve and I know where I want to go with my life. And I'm willing to take action towards that because I love myself and because I love the life that I'm living. Not because I don't like what it looks like at this moment, but because I want to see improvement in the areas where there is a need for improvement. Your bad days, it can reveal secret desires within you that you wouldn't be able to predict. If you're getting triggered by something, it's because you see a problem and you want to make a change around that. Just make sure that the changes that you're making are coming from the right place within you. And I will tell you right now, I don't believe in good or bad whatsoever. That does not mean that I ignore clear and apparent negatives. But what that means is that I don't allow those negatives to negate the positives. I aim my focus towards the positives, towards what I am achieving, towards what I want to achieve, and not towards where I see problems, because that's being motivated from a place of fear. I want to do more of what I love and less of what I don't love, and that involves focusing my attention towards what I love. Perfectionism perpetuates this pressure to design a life that avoids these apparent bads. This is something that social media is very guilty of, is only showing you what might be considered perfect. And there are a lot of trends on social media and in society that are really, really toxic and harmful. And I do believe that we can change that. And I believe that authenticity is very, very healthy. However, I don't believe that we should be leading our lives based off of a narrative that we see online. We need to know our own story and our own goals and push towards that as opposed to pushing towards a standard that we might see online. Like, let's say, getting married by 22 and having your house by 28 and then having your family by 35, retiring by 45 and having enough for your vacations, like... This is unrealistic. This doesn't happen. Unless you're very lucky. I can't say it doesn't happen. It obviously does because there are people out there who post about it online. However, you need to take a look at your own journey and your own big picture and design your own game plan that you can be proud of and design a life that you can be proud of and not worry about the opinions of others and where they might be sitting in this journey. You have no idea what is going on behind closed doors with anybody, especially on social media. People don't show you the reality. They only show you what they think you might like to see. Not focusing on what's good and bad allows you to relieve this pressure from yourself. Things aren't good or bad. They just are what they are. And taking a look at the things in your life that you might be believing are good or bad, they can actually reveal hidden gifts within you. I have a strong gift for communication and sharing my story with others without needing to bring up the stories 
of the people who have affected me in my life, whether it be positive or negative. I can take responsibility for my own actions without needing to bring up somebody else's name. And this is why I feel comfortable speaking on a podcast where I can share my stories and I know that I'm not going to overshare because I trust myself and I also can take accountability for the downfalls that I have had in my life. And in doing so, taking responsibility and accountability for the downfalls in your life will also help you really own those wins. You can't have the wins without the losses. Well, maybe you can, but it won't feel the same. You won't feel quite so proud of yourself if you are completely ignoring or avoiding those negatives. We need to find some way that we can look at negatives without them feeling so detrimental. And what that means is if you think of the yin and yang sign, there's a little spot of white in the dark and there's a little bit of dark in the light. There's always going to be harmony in both sides of the story. You can always find a secret gift in your hard times and you can always find something wrong with your good times. But when you're focusing on the majority, it can help you keep your perspective. I believe that perfectionism really perpetuates pressure. And pressure can be a good thing. Competition can be a good thing, especially when you're aware of what your stakes are and what the rules are and when you feel confident enough in yourself that even if you fail, you can take care of yourself and love yourself and A, B, C, D, E. However, taking on perfectionism as your standard of being is not fair to you. Above all else, it really only hurts yourself, and that's not fair. So I hope you enjoyed this topic, and I hope that you were maybe able to learn something either about yourself or about me, and I hope you think about this. I hope you think about what good and bad means in your life, and I hope that you think about what it means to be motivated from a place of love the next time that you're in task paralysis, I hope that you're compassionate with yourself and that you show yourself some grace because you are still worthy even if you're doing nothing. You're worthy of all of those big dreams that you have even if you're doing nothing to put towards them. But I can also share with you, you will not achieve very much if you're not taking action and if you're not taking steps towards those dreams of yours. And that's really it for today. Thank you so much for being here, and I'll catch you again in my conclusion. Cheers! Thank you so much for being here, and once again, I will mention if you have any feedback for me at all, I would love to hear from you. You can either send me a voice note on Anchor, or you can find me on Instagram, and that's cofellow. And as promised, I will give you a short little pitch on what I do for my clients on Instagram. So specifically, if you are looking at my Instagram feed, you will see a lot about how to use social media as well as various strategies that are pretty easy to put together if you know where to look. And what I do when I'm working one-on-one -on -one with clients is I help them implement and personalize their strategies so that they can work closer with their niche, also deliver value to their niche by solving very specific problems and offering very specific solutions in a way that leads their clients towards a sale with them. 
the way that we do business is very transparent. We are in business to do business. However, we are also in business to help people. And this is why I keep a social media with a lot of value and things that you can find on YouTube if you wanted to look. I believe that people are in the market for a transformation. They want to see change. The world has been really going to shit lately. And I think that people really want to take back their power and they want to feel in control. And I work with any business that helps people achieve some type of a transformation and then I help them market that so that people understand how they could be doing things differently so that we can be speaking to an agitated market that's aware of the problem that we are solving. These are all problems that I will solve with my clients. If you are interested, please go and give me a follow. Go give me a like and please subscribe to my podcast here as well. I really look forward to connecting with you. And thank you so much once again for being here. Take care.